You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Oh, Pogues. Pogues, I'm ready to talk about this movie. <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to talk about this movie. Ooh. It's just I got these opinions and they're 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 boiling up at me, you know? They're 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 caged right now, but they're scratching at the door! Scratching at the door! <clears throat> Sorry. I don't know. I just feel like my emotions are really caged up right now. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I think you're caging a little too much. Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll tone it down. Like, say, Nicolas Cage did for all of this movie. <laughs> yeah, you're at you're at right now. You're at Nicolas Cage in freakout mode. I need you in Nicolas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas. Can you yeah. Can you for me? Yeah, I, 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 I'm more of a quaalude, quaalude, overdosed on quaaludes, Nicolas Cage Yeah, I right need now. you, Nicolas Cage, uh, first 30 minutes of The Wicker Man, <laughs> where it appears as though he's suffered a head injury. Yeah, where every object just confuses him, as if yes. all things are new, you know? But he also feels like he just got over, like, mono, because he's so lethargic. Yeah, we all want Nicolas Cage when he's when he's holding a, a, a doll and screaming, How to get burned! We all want that Nicolas Cage. Yes, we don't or get when he that punches uh, Lily Sobieski in the face. <laughs> That's yes. the Nick Cage I want. That's that's what we tune into Nick Cage movies for. And uh, here's a spoiler alert for everyone tuning into this episode: Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance has zero percent of that Nicholas Cage. Uh, there's one zero. scene, the scene yeah, you're maybe just imitating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it feels like you're at an improv show, and somebody's like, "Do Nick Cage," and it's the guy on stage, his imitation of a Nick Cage yeah. freakout. You know, like when people are like over the top and they make his voice too husky. It's that sort of like weird imitation of him. Yeah, it's like when they had someone like a late night program do a Walker impression, and they always do every mannerism too much. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels like it feels very disingenuous. That's what Nicholas like, Cage Walken is doing. Takes forty second pauses. It's like no, they're not that long, guys. Nicholas Cage is doing that with his own personality for giant chunks of this film, mm-hmm. and for the rest of it, he appears to begrudgingly be acting. Like, he's like, annoyed someone got guess. him out of his trailer. Someone, uh, at some point, someone asked Idris Elba, hey, can you do a French accent? And he went, yes, France. And then nobody was like, should we follow up on that? And you're like, I'm sure he's got it. He's a good actor. He knows what France is, right? And what Guys, they he sound already like has there. an accent. When you can do one accent, you can do them all. Surely he could do a French accent. Spoiler alerts. One, this movie starts, and right away they show Idris Elba. And my first note was like, the fuck? Idris Elba's in this movie? <laughs> yeah, I think everyone in the theater said that too. And then my second note is, what the fuck is this accent supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, no, I... I had to guess of repeated times until someone said his name as Moreau. I was like, I'm like, oh, I guess it's French. Yeah, it's like a mix between somebody doing Pepe Le Pew and then forgetting every third word was supposed to be in French. Because occasionally he just sounds like Idris Elba. Like he sounds like a straight British man. And then he'll go, ha ha. And it's just like, wait, what? I think he's just allergic to every fourth word. So he gets real nasally on that one. And then that's about it. That's about yeah. all we get from him. Um, which is insane because it's fucking Idris Elba who is And like, it's like, why couldn't he just be British? I get like, I think he's right. supposed to, maybe he's based off a character. I've never heard of this character. Yeah, I've never heard of it. No, let's, let's be clear here. Two people per theater when this movie came out know a lot about Ghost Rider. And that is the totality of everyone who knows a lot about Ghost Rider. And, and like, I know that we sometimes come into some of these movies with some, some, absent uh 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 context of some things because we haven't like deeply read a series 
But, I mean, does anyone just... Ghost Rider is just for painting on the sides of giant vans, right? That's right, I mean, like, it is, like, one of those characters where you're sort of, like... You know, like, when they were like, we really have to dive into why Frank Castle was the Punisher. It's like, no, his family got killed, now he wants vengeance. I don't need, like, a whole meal of, like, explanation. He went insane. I understand the premise. It's pretty common, you know what I mean? Like... There's, it's called revenge killing. It happens in real life. I don't need you to go real in-depth and, like, you know, they did that horrible thing with Garth Ennis where it's like, he made a deal with death in Vietnam. It's like, can't he just be a dude who's pissed off? Like, I don't need 40 pages worth of background to be like, oh, he's gonna shoot this mob boss in the face? Yeah. We, that's we what get... I feel Ghost Rider is. It's like, he rides a motorcycle and he has a head that's on fire. I don't need any more. We, we I know get a, a little pe- more. We get a piece of this, um, in this one because the beginning... We get a, a little taste of um, of Neville Eden Taylor, the directors. If you missed our mini episode, um, in short, these are the guys that did the Crank movies and Gamer. They're really odd. They're very eccentric. They They've not made good comic book movies because <laughs> yeah. what was the other one? We I can't remember now. So uh, disgusted was I when I oh Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex, yeah, I blocked really, that one all the way out of my mind. Really, one of the worst we've done. Um, yeah, and and, and by yet, far. They came in strong with another. Yeah, they're really trying to compete. Um, uh, they're known for, uh, I mean, just sort of like, very like, um, they got kind of meta humor in some of the, the Crank films. Really over-the-top action car chase scenes that are like really visceral. And like their whole their whole thing is just like energy drink as a person or something. You know what I mean? Like somebody yeah. just hopped up on Coke. And, like just and, everything and, to the the tenth degree. But like your, but like kind of like your mostly funny friend is really high right now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like in the crank movies is like weird like like animation sequences and like Jason Statham has a boner and he's running down Main Street and like yeah, and there's only know, like one time they get vaguely racist, you know, in, and that's in Gamer the the villain is Dexter doing a bad Southern accent and dancing and singing. Yes, and like at one point in time he uses mind controlled people to do a very bad choreographed dance it's, number it, the, the the dream of one of these movies is that it's in everything you're seeing is pretty crazy and you don't really know what's coming because they're so eccentric that's sort of like the dream of one of these good Neville and, Taylor movies. and the sort of dream that you would think like when you're watching crank and you're like god who would i love to see these guys direct a movie with you're like nick cage when he's at 11 because like you don't know what he's going to do. The two of them together, <laughs> yeah. yeah, would be amazing. Like, they'd just be feeding off each other. And we got it. And it is not good. No, it isn't. Um, it doesn't help that, uh, yeah, again, they, they, they're really obsessed with Ghost Rider's origins and where his powers come from. But then also don't explain very necessary things about the world they're in. Because the opening of this film uh, takes place with Idris Elba rolling up which what appears to be a militarized vatican compound mm-hmm. uh, full of people full of, who are very incompetent <laughs> yeah who, who are very concerned about some sort of child some sort of end of days scenario and that's interesting except they don't actually say anything they all just sort of stare at each other and be like you shouldn't be here you shouldn't be here this is dangerous the boy uh-huh. is dangerous you have to throw that in yeah uh-huh. baguette uh <laughs> wine <laughs> uh they say, they say a couple of lines back and forth that have no context and share no information. It's amazing how many scenes of exposition contain no information. This scene is entirely set up so that Idris Elba can say, he's not safe here. We have to get him to, I don't even remember what the place he calls which it. Which is the sanctuary. plot of the movie. Which is the plot of the, yes. like, the whole movie. And then somehow. the guy's like, the oh, whole he'll thing. be fine here. 
And the second he says it, a wall explodes and seven guys get shot. Like, it is the most absurd movie timing. Like, the guy doesn't even finish. He's just like, this conversation's over. Turns around and a wall just explodes. Yeah, and it's, it's ridiculous like, too. how did they get this close to the building and no one saw them? Exactly. They're in a command center when this happens. Yes. Which means that... And it also appears like there's only one way to this place, and it's a very long open road. (laughs) These these six soldiers just sort of showed up in the middle of their base, which is just so embarrassing for the Vatican. You know, they have no idea who they are, so they start shooting people, and you're like, I don't know which side's shooting who because I don't know anything about either one of these groups. I guess unless they're in full monks' robes, they're bad guys. And the thing is, is buckle up because get used to not knowing the stakes in any moment of this film. Because well, even of course, when you find them out, not you don't care. <laughs> because this... at, at various points they go, this child is like Satan's son. And you're like, okay, I assume that means something big. And they go, yes, it does. He's powerful. Like in what way? Just kind of in like a general way. He has All the right. same powers as Satan. Oh, so there's just like two of them now? I mean, oh, but the really ghost rider like Satan's can really hunt him it. because he's an angel? Yes. But unless I say some words to him, in which case, no. Oh, yes. oh all right. <laughs> okay. It's, okay. They, they're totally making up the stakes and the rules scene by scene. Only when also, why did you wait that so long needs to, get to happen? Why didn't you just go get him when he was like seven? It's it's kind of like if you if you sat down to watch Lord of the Rings and they didn't open with the montage explaining to you that the rings are out there and there's men and elves and like they're you know separate forces yada 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 just started in the middle of the birthday party instead instead they just cut to Frodo running and like clutching a ring and you're like boy he's going somewhere and that looks important but I don't have any idea what's going on um and that's what's happening in this movie from start to finish because the boy is Satan's son although he doesn't know it and he's he, he doesn't have powers, and suddenly he does. <laughs> and his powers are so specific at the end. Like, yeah. so specific. But the thing that is very confusing to me is... So after this weird opening where, like, three people shoot out tires, which is, just a heads up, real hard to do in real life. You, it's yeah. really hard to hit a tire and make it blow up. Uh, we find out that... Uh, we go into a voiceover where... Nicholas Cage explains how he became Ghost Rider in scenes that are not from the previous movie. They're entirely nope. different scenes with different actors. And he says, I made a deal with Satan. Then they, re- they refer to the character he made the deal with for the rest of the movie as Rourke. My question is, is he Satan? Or is he some guy named Rourke? Because I'm very confused. And then... They're like, oh, if he transfers into his son, he'll be super powerful. And I'm like, so you're telling me that in like the, you know, the cosmology of this world, Satan has been around making deals with people endlessly for power. He never once thought, I should have sex with one of these women, have a kid, and then he'd be even more powerful. It took him this fucking long to think of this plan because it seems real sloppy. And then they're also their implication is that throughout history uh satan has been like a series of like bad people but they're all sort of like bad people who haven't really like i don't know it was just sort of like weird choices and then the last one was jerry springer i was like this is yeah. a real failed joke guys and they really hung on to that 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 reveal as if the audience was going to have to take a time to get done laughing to move yes. on to the next scene. And the thing that I love before that is, like, they show before is, like, they're showing all these, you know, people from history, and then they show Stalin, and then they show, um, what's his name? John Wayne Gacy? Was he the one who dressed up like a clown? Yeah, John Wayne Gacy. They show, like, you know, I don't Con- know Genghis if, Khan? Some I don't know priest, if, like, a I lot think? of people 
sitting around like i don't know how many people would recognize john wayne gacy as a clown like i was just yeah. like oh I, I don't even know if that is him i just assumed because i'm like also this is like a famous cl-. and then they cut to jerry springer and in my mind people in the theater were probably like i don't understand are clowns satan like and also it, not agreed it, i mean if that's who he picked it, it, yeah i had zero power he, i it, mean it, he, it he was a really killer, confused me. yeah but i mean basically they're just like hey satan's been walking the earth he once conquered all of asia he once sort of dominated he was, he was in much charge of, of the Western USSR. society yeah through through the, the manipulation of religion he also once fucked a bunch of kids in wisconsin yes. like i don't i don't and understand was, what you're trying to tell me stabbed repeatedly in a prison i like I, fat I, bitches I, so it's like oh yeah and then he was like, arrested wow, he really, soundly he really for wasted him. that life yeah i and don't know comes, what was going on there also jerry springer was alive when john wayne gacy was alive so I, did and, I was like, Geez. and also when this movie is taking place, I would assume yes. this movie. This movie feels like vaguely, vaguely like dystopian, like as if the world is coming to the end. Like it's but like then there's a scene where they appear to just be in regular Europe. Yeah, they're just in regular Europe. I think it just feels dystopian because it's all filmed in like like war war torn Croatia or something. Yes, yeah. Oh, this know. is definitely filmed like in Prague, where like <laughs> life is cheap and you can just. It's some former block country that is just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Blow up whatever building you want. <laughs> you want a giant earth mover and you're going to burn it down? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, have yeah, it, yeah. It. We don't need it. Fuck it. Those mines have been dry for years. <laughs> That's where we just bury our bodies. Yeah. Uh, Whoops, you didn't uh, hear that. Ha ha. <laughs> but speaking of this movie's confusing idea of what constitutes evil, at some point the ghost fighter is explaining that he's possessed by this spirit called the writer that, mm-hmm. that is able to sort of detect and sort of have full awareness of everyone's um everyone's ethical lapses and their and the wrong things they've done and he lists that hey be careful it's not just it's not just like obviously murderers it's like people who have done horrible things like and the two examples he gives are tell a lie or an illegal download no a white lie which is by by definition a polite lie like a lie where somebody's like do i look good in this outfit and you just say yes that's a white lie like you're like there's no reason to be like you look like fucking and that cracks me up because there's there's a concept that is seen but not ever described in which the the ghost rider can like grab you and and eat your soul yeah and he kind of like but while doing so he makes you relive the pain that you've brought to others yes which is in the first movie remember that guy's eyes are like full of all the suffering of all the people he's killed and then he like pees his pants or something and and he dies because like remember they just leave him there and he's just like a a husk of a human being but but all you get in this one is like is is nicholas cage just like grabs someone's chin and looks at them really closely and they go oh no i put i put a note down where i was like the first time it happened, I was like, oh, shit, is Ghost Rider going to kiss this dude? Because <laughs> he looks like yeah. he's moments away from kissing this guy. And it also felt like um, they had sent the movie off. And they, because in the little, uh, like, cartoon they play when they're explaining his origin, he talks about how he can swallow people's soul. And in the little cartoon, there's, like, a white cloud coming from his mouth, the person's mouth going into Ghost Rider's mouth. And it's like, oh, okay. But then when he does it in the movie, there's no visual effects. So I felt no, I felt like they ran out of time and they were watching the movie and they edited it and they got done. They put it in theaters and then opening night they were all watching it and the VFX guy was like, oh shit, I forgot to animate the soul. <laughs> uh, it's just like, and it's such a long scene 
and nothing happens. There's nothing visually interesting. It's just like a T-Rex scream sound in the background. It's very it's odd. It's so weird. And they also set up a precedent in this er, these early shots that um, that the writer never talks. He just sort of like chatters like a skeleton and like yells at people and spits bullets. But then later on, he 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 finally begins to speak just to utter bad bad action movie catchphrases like roadkill <laughs> like just or like, to really... like poorly quote something someone just said like misquote it back to them because at one point the guy says something about like when he hits him with a rocket he's like oh i'm sorry did that hurt and then when he does he's like did he's like that hurt i'm sorry i'm like no you, you have to say it the same way he did predator like you're trying to rip something off and you're not even doing it it's it's and pretty I, fucking bizarre I, I think we need to address one thing ben keeps saying in the movie and i would argue that this is not long enough to be a movie. <laughs> this move, this film is an hour and 17 minutes. They didn't even reach 90 minutes. That's how long kids' cartoons are. Like, if you went to see Aladdin, it's 90 minutes. And that's a fucking travesty because my notes indicate that multiple times I said this scene or this movie in general is taking too long. So... That's a big problem when you build yes. a movie that's that's astonishingly short, yet still cons- manages to feel as if I'm sitting through a fucking three-hour epic. It's yeah. really not great. As every time, like at least when he's the ghostwriter, something's kind of happening. Although it's pretty boring too. The effects look cool. His head on fire looks pretty decent. Looks better than yeah. it did in the first movie because it's not just like this shiny plastic white skull on fire. Yeah, they but, go with much more like visceral, like, like metal burned. look, which is like the yeah. right, I think the right course to take. Yeah. Now, the thing that gets me though is like this, there's like, as soon as they cut back to him and he's uh, Johnny Blaze, he's terrible. Like yeah. when he's in the hospital and he's trying to hit on that woman, it goes on way too long and it's Seriously not good. Long. And then he keeps acting as if like, he keeps like lifting himself up and then falling down as if he's being stabbed and it's like you're just laying in bed and the nurse just said you're healed so i don't know why you're in so much pain he behaves the entire movie as if he is a drug addict that is trying to go cold turkey he is so twitchy and so volatile and not like a fun nick cagey way where you like you know you watch those movies where he's just like constantly like right at like uh, the edge of jumping into the, the red zone no he's just sort of like he just seems like nervous and upset and like panicky and confused and like trying to impress people. It's a really unpleasant hero to watch from start and, to finish. And they must have, it must be him that they like did motion cap for Ghost Rider because when he's Ghost God. Rider, he keeps doing like what you could only be described as is like sea level horror film effects where like a person's head like tilts too quick to one side so it looks unnatural and then they like move really fast and it's supposed to be like scary but you're just like it doesn't really work in a non-horror movie it doesn't really work in horror movies let's be honest but it also like in this film it was so out of place when he would do it and there's there was also a scene the first time ghost rider shows up he like stands in the middle and everybody's there and he like raises his fist up in the air like he's judd nelson at the end of breakfast club yeah like he just all of a sudden or like he's getting ready to do like staying alive and then he just stands there till they start shooting him and i could not figure out when i was watching it i was so confused to really just i couldn't figure out what he was supposed to be doing is it an action pose is he 
just Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, and they're like, fuck it, we already filmed the mocap, we have to animate it into the film. What I desperately need here is that, um, from some of the readings I did at the beginning of our mini-sode, um, it's, it's confirmed that Nicolas Cage wore some strange voodoo makeup for the entirety of filming, which of course you don't get to see because he's he wore it for the scenes where he's supposed to be Ghost Rider. Um, and that obviously is not something you can see when he's when I got the CGI skull over his head. If there's a cut where like a, a, a poorly face painted Nicolas Cage just grabs the faces of uh, strange European actors and just sort of like open mouths like hovers over them. Yes, moments <laughs> I, away from kissing them too. I, I must see this cut because it's the only thing that would redeem this film. Because I would love to see a pre-VFX uh cut of this movie just because watch. no one is bringing anything nicholas cage just needs a paycheck i just he just elba is like trying yeah. to do like practice his action movie guy just elba i love I, I love it i think he's a great actor i enjoy Absolutely. him in a lot of things but i need to be honest idris elba is in a lot and i mean a lot of really bad things he's yes. like it, it, there was just maybe a point in his career where he was like i need to keep working or I don't know how long I can be an actor, so, you know, British TV show, I was in Lutheran, it was really popular, but since it's British TV, there's like eight episodes over 12 years, you know, so I don't know, but he's in a lot of bad movies, and this is one of them, and I was really confused, because I, I thought, he has to be famous-ish at this point, right? I And it's it's just such a weird role, and he's in it so little, but at the same time, too much, it's very, and yeah, you can tell he's doing, I mean, a terrible accent. The woman who plays the lead, I don't think's native, I don't think she's like a native English speaker. Right, and her the, entire her entire purpose in the film is just to stare, sort of. Or scream. Sort of, she's basically Kim Basinger in Batman. Yeah, like, she's just job, there to yell. Start to finish is to stare, con- stare concerned and just show up in random moments. Um, she performs no cool action. She also performs... to be a, a sniper for some reason. Yeah, yeah she, she does some like vague sniping. She drives a car. That's it. That's, that's her whole job. And then unfortunately, they've I got fucking... I don't even fucking... remember her character's name. No, no one does. Uh, uh, she, she, I'm a, I know it, and I don't even think that I should say it because I don't think she deserves a name because she doesn't do anything. No, more, no, nor do any of these characters. You, you mentioned Rourke, who, again, yeah, the devil. Just say it. Just say he's yeah, the devil. Either make him the devil or make him Mephif- uh, Mephisto from the comics, which I assume yeah. they don't own the rights to. He must have been sold with Spider-Man or something. I guess so. so but... but then at this point, they keep calling him Rourke, but then they keep saying he's Satan. So at the end, when he like sends Rourke back to hell, it's not really a punishment. You just sent Satan back to where he's from. You know what I mean? Like you just, you just sent him home. It's not you sent him back to the place where he's the king, where I assume he's been leaving from all this time to become serial killers and terrible. So he'll just be military bad. leaders. Yeah, yeah. So I was just thought, won't he just show back up in like six months? I mean, Jerry Springer is still in the air. Uh, yeah, what's what? What's the cooldown on this whole thing? Does he doing? come back as that <laughs> that Steve guy who had his own TV show? Was that his name? The guy who used to grab yeah. people? Yeah, the the bodyguard that got his own yes. show. Which I um, could not believe when I found that out. But that's but a also pod, that's a different. We're talking podcast. about we're talking about fans, fucking Mance Raider from Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, th- is, I, is I don't that know work? That, that this is that, that that's who the actor is. Uh, he's okay, got comp- in the beginning, it felt like he was doing a really bad Robert De Niro, and then as the movie went on, I guess it's supposed to be 
he has like something wrong with his face because he's like his body he's basically the emperor from star wars being evil is destroying his body is what he says yeah a pretty a pretty boring conceit and i was like okay but all it's really doing is it looks like it just gave you like bell's palsy like one side of his face just doesn't work and once again once again we're stuck with we're stuck with a failure of like setting interesting rules because he says this mortal body is weak and i can't he gives like actually a pretty interesting analogy where he's like imagine a flamethrower made of paper mache like you couldn't really light it up too often or ever without it like burning away and i'm like okay i get it so like you're 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 a cosmic being in a mortal body and so while you are powerful your powers are limited by the fact that your body is mortal uh interesting okay the movie's over now though so the stakes of that are are removed and also the guy that's chasing you is ghost rider a man you gave a more powerful form as a punishment that is I what guess. is very confusing in the first movie the whole because what is what's the downside of being the ghost rider there doesn't appear to be one because well they, they change it from the first movie in the first movie he, he's basically contracted to go and hunt down these spirits like that's what happens he's turned into a ghost rider and satan is like when people escape that i don't want to escape hell you go get them and bring them back for me or anytime you meet people who are like super evil send them to hell for me so i get more souls you're like okay that's the conceit that's sort of shitty like in a way you know like yeah those are bad people but you're basically the instrument that damns them to an eternity of suffering so i I would be like oh okay that's in this movie it appears as though he just kills everyone he meets because everybody's at least a little evil and so that's why luke cage or luke cage jesus uh johnny blaze is just living in a garage in somewhere in europe right, he's, trying to, he's trying to hide from his, and it was very confusing he's like i went halfway across the world so i was like well that wouldn't really do anything there's still evil people in other countries you know what i mean you you weren't lo- you weren't like the ghost writer of america and you, your powers don't work once you're once you're yeah. out of state you're you know it's and so also weird. seems oddly convenient that also in like the depth of like of like yeah like, like eastern block prague yes um also happened to be where the devil's son was it just seems like a cool yes yes very very (laughs) odd and i i don't know the whole thing is just yeah again there's there's just no stakes and you don't care because because when ghost rider walks was because when ghost rider walks into a fight you know like like he does in the very beginning he has these you know hot lava chains of infinite length so i'm like why is he ever losing a fight because he appears to be uh unharmed by mortal mortal weapons except for um, explosives hurt him for some yeah reason. i guess big shotguns hurt him i think that's interesting but fine whatever i guess enough concussive force will throw him back and like disorient him temporarily but that appears to be the limit of what is bad about being the ghost rider yeah, he first shows up and i was like oh he's gonna like take all these people's souls no he hits them no. with the chain and they burst into flames like they're the vampires in blade like mm-hmm. it, it, and i was like yeah oh, i feel like you could win every fight by just running around wildly spinning chains like a jackass yeah it seems like his character is pretty uh a pretty op they need, they need to nerf the ghost rider yeah because he has no known weaknesses he can take all physical damage he can steal souls see your your evil deeds swallow you know your your life essence uh spit bullets make fire convert anything he touches into a into a flaming version of like devil version of itself which Mm -hmm. by the way is a cool idea that is not utilized in 
any cool way. I, I will say at first when they when he did it with the Earth Mover thing, I was like, oh, this could be. And then it was just him like in a terrible special effect grinding up like the foreman shack. And it, there was no one in it. So he wasn't even killing anybody. He was just really angry at the foreman, I guess. So you have this cool visual effect of like, oh, my God, he just got into this gigantic Earth Mover. And it, it turned because that is in the comics. Like the Ghost Rider doesn't have to ride a motorcycle. When he was in the yeah. Wild West, his horse would turn into it. The most I love recent that Ghost Rider drives a Mustang. And Someone like, That's at some cool. point but asks, they... the boy asked him once, like, what happens if you take a taxi or ride a, ride a camel? And I was like, boy, those are some an- those are some things I would love to see answered. Like, I would really love to see the answer and, to those questions. But what's about. also weird is uh, Ghost Rider Nick, or Nick Cage is like, hey, I, I don't know. And the answer is, yeah, you do. Uh, the guy who tra- taught you, the grave digger in the first movie, when you guys ride out and then he just gives up as soon as you get to the bad guy, uh, he's on a horse that has flaming hooves. So you know what happens when you ride a horse. Yeah, or guess a camel. You, guess you forgot. Yeah, camels are basically horses with humps. So yeah, it's it. There's just like I don't know, and, and like you said, it seems like it'd be a great idea, and like the effect when they did it, I was like, oh, this could be cool, but then it's just such a boring effect because he's just destroying nothing. It's just random debris that he's basically chopping up, and I was like, yeah, oh, he's just, this is sort of a waste of an idea of an effect because he's, in, he's in just it like an empty quarry like, hitting the dirt over and over again. Yeah, he's basically just knocking down, like I said, like the little shacks they have where people can get their like you know, OSHA mandated 15 minute breaks. Yeah. And he doesn't, I don't think he actually kills one person with it. No. And I, you could list forever the cool, the cool versions of vehicles he could be in that. Cause once they, once they establish that you're expecting it to come back and it does. And it does once when he, he gets, gets in, into a flatbed truck, the a least cargo exciting truck, thing. Yes. Which he just drives in a straight line before jumping out of. Yeah. And that's really and that's, disappointing. And that's the end of it. He, he's the, like you want him to like use the power. You want him to like, I don't know, jump into a car that has people in it and then grab the wheel and like watch the car like explode in fire and everyone like you know ignite. I don't know something interesting where like the 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 boss realizes in the last moment that he's gonna like you know turn their car into a hell car while they're all still inside. I don't know yeah, anything that, that would have been way more interesting. And that's sort of my thing with this movie is there's nothing clever about it. It's no. really it's super by the numbers, but even in its by the numbers like let's hit this beat like because the story is so oh he he's gonna get this kid to this place so that he can stop being the ghostwriter and they're gonna save him so you're like oh okay and then he gets there and they're like well let's do it even though there's still two days left until something bad could happen let's take away your superpowers now could you just wait two days just in case we need you no i guess not he loses his powers. Oh no! And now he needs them, and he realizes he shouldn't give them back. I'm sure he won't get them back. The rest of them. Oh, he got them back. And, also, and like it's just super boring the way it happens because the whole time you're like, yeah, I get it. The kid's gonna give him back his powers because he's basically the devil somehow. And so it's just when it happens, you don't even care. You're just almost annoyed that you have to wait the two minutes for it to happen because you're just sitting there waiting for something to happen that you know is gonna happen. Yeah, there are no surprises to be had. And as you're watching the events unfold, you kind of know that. You kind of know yeah. that there's no surprises coming. And so and so you, you just sort of you settle back in your chair out. and let the movie just sort of, like, uh, roll over you. <laughs> it, but on the plus side, you don't have, you know, you figure it out maybe 30 minutes in. You basically only have 30 minutes of the movie left. Because <laughs> this thing's so much. I told Ben I was watching it and I was like, oh, this is really boring. I'm not really enjoying this. 
it's it's not my freak out Nick Cage. And I was like, I think I've only been watching for like 40 minutes. How much more of this movie do I have? And I clicked the thing and it was like, you have 32 minutes or something. And I could not believe it. And then I was like, I must have skipped ahead by accident. I like must have hit the button on my phone. And no, it turns out movie's just real short. The only other person that has any sort of like uh any sort of presence in this movie is a vague villain named kerrigan uh, and to remind, he's not from the other movies right no i forget what that guy's because name is. because they he's treated like a recurring character in this movie he appears right away you can id him as someone that's more than just a named bad guy because he has a elaborate you know male model haircut and he's got mm-hmm. like a cool gun and he seems really but uh, he looks like a piece of white bread like, he could yeah. not be a more generic... Like, if you were, like, draw the most generic white guy from Europe you've ever seen, it would be this dude. Because he gets out of his car, and it's, like, a big reveal. And I was like, okay, this is just some random guy. And just in case you're wondering and trying to picture it, it's AJ from Empire Records. So, just, you know, just so wow. you know. Um, <laughs> Deep pool. Uh, uh, but his presence, he shows up right away as if, like, I'm the big... Uh, I'm the big yeah, like underworld they, kingpin, and, and they reveal like, him who? as if we're supposed to know who he is, which is something I hate when they do in movies. When they spend like a long time, re- or they like reveal a person, you're like, I don't know who this is, or they wait too long and they turn around and the actor's not famous, so you're like, I don't care. Like, I hate, but he gets out, and I was like, I expected someone else that I was supposed to recognize to follow him out of the car. <laughs> Like, I thought he was going to be the henchman, and then a much more famous or noticeable, you know, like, person who was going to get out. Like, he was going to be the devil, and he was going to look like the cartoon version of the devil or something. But no, they're like, this guy right here in the leather jacket, he's the bad guy. Yeah, and then at some point, he contacts Satan and says, yeah, via I'm cell working phone. on... Uh, via cell phone. and says, yeah, I'm working on that thing, getting that kid for you. And I'm like, okay, so this guy is, like, cool enough to, like work for the devil on a regular basis doesn't know it's the devil oh right he he doesn't realize it it's true he is sort of surprised when when uh when when like the kid has when 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 ghostbusters shows up and the kid has some sort of uh, freak out but what's crazy is he seems not that concerned about ghost rider he calls up the devil and he's like hey i know i said i'd kidnap this kid i've done it before I've I've kidnapped kids, but I'm not. I don't. This is not what I signed on for. Some guy whose head was on fire showed up and killed two of my friends. So I need a couple more bucks, and this is the way he delivers it, as if like he's just brokering a deal. Like he's trying to buy a rug, and he doesn't want to pay full price. It's so weird, and he seems not that concerned by the fact that a man who appeared to be a on fire skeleton showed up and turned two of his friends into ash instantly and he's just like so i'm gonna need like 75 more dollars <laughs> and he was like well if this guy doesn't care what's happening in the movie and he's in it why the fuck should i care and the answer is i didn't yeah the answer is there's nothing to to care about because this guy does not exhibit any cool tendencies the only thing he does is he produces a gun which apparent apparently is able to slow the ghost better down for about nine seconds, mm-hmm. um, which is all anyone's able to do against the Ghost Rider for the entirety of the movie. And that gun, did you get a look at that gun? It's a shotgun with a grenade launcher, like a, an it's M4 a pump, grenade yeah, launcher it's, attached it's, to the bottom of it's, it. It's a pump shotgun with a grenade launcher attached to the base, which is like, 
Do they do that ever? No, that would be the most unwieldy <laughs> weapon in the world to fire. Like a pump on top of a thing that has like recoil. That would just, you'd like, what? you'd fire the grenade and it would just pump the shotgun. You just yeah. eject a shell. It's, it's so bizarre. But and it's, it's enough to, it's enough to uh, uh, mildly inconvenience Ghost Rider. <laughs> uh, yeah, to knock him out. And I was confused. I thought... Because I was watching it and I, I couldn't figure out what was fo- like what was happening and I was like oh I guess the shotguns knocked him out and I was like okay that's a thing. Then I thought later oh did the kid make the Ghost Rider stop because he kind of controls the Devil Spirit because he's staring at the Ghost Rider during that scene, and so it was like did he make him weaker? But I couldn't figure out why that would be a thing. And then I I don't know. Did you also notice the weird? I, I just right now I'm thinking this. Uh, did you notice the weird anti Twinkie? Uh, motif in this movie well they make a bit at, at some point once where the once 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 uh uh old johnny here is converted into like a full demon a very boring character from the comics who can just make things decay which ends up not being cool even the slightest um yeah he goes through someone's lunchbox and decays like all of their food until he gets to a twinkie which doesn't decay because haha twinkies and then yes, that's it? But but what's the confusing thing is, is it appears is that it's not decaying because it's in a plastic wrapper. So I was like, is this an anti-Twinkie bit? Because shouldn't the car be decaying? Because he's touching the entire car he's in. But there's also an earlier scene where the kid makes the, the car crash when he's after he's been kidnapped and he's crawling out and the one fat uh, like Russian can't get out. And the guy says, I told you not to eat all those Twinkies. And they just walk away. And let the guy blow up in the car, even though he easily could have just pulled himself back in and opened the door. But he, like, blows up, and I was like, man, what a weird line. Like, to fat shame this poor Russian mobster. And then they do that bit, and I just thought, does Neville Dean Taylor have, like, a real anti-Twinkie? <laughs> like, maybe want to go back and watch Crank and see if there's, like, a through thread of just people being really upset by Twinkies. Seems highly possible. Now, let's talk about, uh, you did mention, is his name Johnny? Was that really his name? <laughs> That's the actor's name. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't name, remember the villain's his name's name. Ca- his name's Kerrigan, yeah. Kerrigan, all right. Uh, I did enjoy that when the devil gave him, the, he gave him the power of decay, and then darkness, which appeared to just be a, a lens that it had, like, Vaseline rubbed on it. But he also gave him long bleached hair, <laughs> which I thought was an interesting change. It's like, wait, why did he bleach his hair? Because now he just looks like an albino from The Matrix. Yeah, but apparently, he, if you look up this character, that's how he looks in the comics. So they just tried to get there, I guess. Very even though poorly. The, even though the preceding character didn't look like that, like the preceding character didn't even have hair that long. So no, why? Yeah. So, so it's like he grew his hair long and then bleached it. And I was like, man, the devil's really got an aesthetic he wants to go with. Apparently, also the guy who plays the devil could not be less intimidating. Like, no. short of just being, like, the nicest person you could meet. He was not scary. He was not menacing. He wasn't intimidating. He didn't have a particularly cool voice. He was just such a blah version of the devil. And and, and, and speaking of uh, blah versions of actors who are capable of much more, uh, what'd you guys do with Highlander? Why would you do this? I, when they cut to him, I Why put would down, you do this? In, in all caps, I wrote down, is that fucking Christopher Lambert with like seven exclamation points? That's Christopher Lambert. That's Raiden. Yes, sorry. That's Highlander. And he yes. is just wearing a weird face tattoo and saying, I'm religious man. Please let yes. me kill this boy. I am, has... I am in this movie because I must have come on set one day 
and somebody was like, you want to be in the movie? Because <laughs> he's in it for three minutes tops, which I know is like a tenth of the movie. Because but... his whole role is, welcome to my sanctuary. Just kidding. I want to kill the boy. Why? I'm not yes. entirely sure. <laughs> you know, his, I mean, he has no convincing arguments. His, his plan is like, because, yeah, it's very confusing. They say it has to be a prophesized day. So the implication seems to be that if the day passes and the devil can't put his, his spirit or soul into the boy... Then that's it. He can't ever do it again. He has one day to do it. Don't know why, but sure. Yeah, so it makes sense in a way that you're just like, oh, okay, I get it. I mean, I probably, what I would have done if there was only one day is bought him a ticket from Europe to Australia. It would be hard to get to him when he's on a plane for an entire day. Just saying. (laughs) But. All good ideas. So they bring him to this place and Lambert says, well, we can't let him live. Because if he lives, the devil will figure something out. So we got to kill him. And you're like, oh. Okay, so this prophecy, just sort of bullshit. Then you just like made this up for the plot, because you you seem to think that it doesn't matter what the prophecy says, but you're pretty sure he can possess the kid. So like you think half of the prophecy, and then they have to take him out to a place where there's a rock and a bunch of people are around. Don't you just have to kill him? Like why didn't you just stab him right then? Why weren't you like sorry he can't live? Bang! You have a room full of guns. You know what I mean? They spend time locking up Nick Cage and uh frenchy El- El- uh, Idris elba and then then they take him out to this place where everybody's in a circle and they're gonna do this really long cut his head off they had just stabbed him right when he got there problem solved yeah. guys movie's over yeah there's no reason to do uh, any of the stuff that they're doing i mean if you're gonna do an ambush don't have like a whole party around it i mean there's there's so many reasons why this is such an illogical course and also like it could be a fun scene where the characters like share their point of view. You know what I mean? But no one yes. does. They just kind of grab the, they grab the protagonist and say, we're going to kill the kid because we can't let the kid be around for the, for the time. And he says, no, I don't like that. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I've been murdered. Uh, and then we just move on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just no stakes. And again, we get more of now a, um, a now a less fun Nicholas Cage. He, he is now just a, regular guy and and can't can't impart any kind of like you know uh uh any any interesting elements into the into the film any longer because he is just simply a regular dude yes and then we get the climax of the film so they're at this really bizarre house in the middle of what appears to be like a quarry that exploded (laughs) there's just rocks everywhere for some reason and their plan is to go in and they've just raided the monks who had like a terminator 2 style like room of guns there's just guns everywhere assault rifles machine guns a sniper rifle that's silenced all this shit the plan is that nicholas cage is going to run in and get the kid and run away and idris elba is going to cause a distraction so idris elba starts causing the distraction like he's supposed to nicholas cage walks out now earlier in the movie he has stated in his voiceover while the devil is in human form he's weak you can kill his human form and he has to like he dies because he's just a human like his body's still human so if the body dies he that's it he's weak while he's a human why didn't nicholas cage just walk out and shoot him a bunch of times yeah they could have sniped him with the rifle that they had nicholas cage gets within two feet of him and there was a room full of 57 guns he couldn't find a shotgun and just shoot him and then after he punches him instead of picking the kid up and running he tries to have a conversation with him and then gets beat up, and then eventually uh, he 
makes a deal with the kid to become ghostwriter again and a pretty boring car chase happens uh and he picks the devil up and throws or throws him into the ground i don't know it was just so boring towards the end i just was waiting for the movie i mean it's it, it, it's actually quite boring for me to even try to re- recount it yeah because it's just it so pointless there's i mean in, in when they got into the last car chase i thought here we go this is neville dean and taylor this is their thing exactly like yes. they built a career on crazy a lot of it crazy car chase effects and like they're known there's, for taking cameras and like putting them in cars and then wrecking yeah, the cars so the they get really of, cool footage. There's behind the scenes of this movie where they are they are sketching off of Idris Elba's motorcycle on rollerblades. Not not someone, but one of the directors is holding a handy cam and sketching off the back of a motorcycle driven by Idris Elba, which is a very cool sentence. That is a very cool sentence, and it results in uh, just nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. nothing. It's it's, it's, it's one three of the great cars. Car chases I've ever seen. It's three great cars going down a, a straight of uh, a, 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 a straight stretch of highway in eastern Croatia, and uh, most of it is just the, is just the rider uh, yelling and making fire happen, and then that's it. He's not shooting fire. There's no explosions. The no car chases aren't even cool. Eventually, he just hits a car and it blows up. Yeah, no one and jumps I, I, like between cars there isn't like yeah, it, and it's dramatic scenes to of... be the car chase from raiders of the lost ark like there's right. a big truck and at first i thought that's what was going to happen is because they pull away this cargo truck and i was like oh a bunch of dudes are going to jump in it and then he's going to come up and he's going to get into a cool fight scene on this moving truck nope he gets up and throws the one guy who was following them in a cargo truck full of nothing it doesn't have a, anything a, in an it. empty cargo truck yeah mm-hmm. and one guy is in it he just throws him out and then he's driving it, and then he just hits another car, and it explodes. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the decay guy shows up and can fly now. Which, if he could fly, I don't know why he needed that ambulance earlier. And and pretty frustrating because I mean, if you watch something like I don't know, like like Fury Road, yes. I mean, they have they have like thirty car chases, thirty like different the individual movie is moments. A car chase. Right, it's but just like one continuous car chase, except for a five-minute break in the middle. Any one of those cool moments would have been great here. Just one, just yeah. one moment of someone being thrown into an exploding tanker truck. Like something interesting happened, but yeah, it's just Ghost Rider in a hell car going rar, and then hitting a few cars, and then they all fall off the cars, and then the chase ends. And it, it is, it is, it is, it should be illegal what they've done <laughs> with all that, all that promise. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy because you, the character is, like you said, kind of a weird character. And his powers that they sort of depict in this aren't really his powers 100% in the comic. And they changed some stuff. So I thought, why not just give him something more interesting to do? They don't utilize anything he can do that interesting. Like when you watch the Captain America movies, he'll do something cool with his shield. You know, it's not just he throws it into a guy's face. Like, he throws it, it bounces off a wall, and, like, when it lands, he kicks it into somebody. You know what I mean? There's something extra they're doing. It's it, With the Iron Man movies, he's not just, like, shooting missiles at every person he sees and being like, I win! They do something interesting with their power set. This is just a dude swinging a chain around and occasionally grabbing people and just shrieking. And yeah. it's so, And they keep doing it. It's Every fight scene is identical to the point where... It's really just boring to watch. It is, yeah. It it is just like a slow, methodical uh, slugfest where everyone has 
like an arsenal of weapons, but they're all just throwing closed fists. Yes, and and, and, and nothing interesting happens. And even the final scenes. fight with Decay Guy, uh, Carrick or Curic or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, Kerrigan? Keurig. It's Keurig. Yeah, yeah. He was making <laughs> one cup of coffee. Uh, but his fight scene is just two dudes rolling around in the hood of a car. It's not even remote. It's not even no. like a good bad fight scene it's not even a fight scene it's just two dudes literally rolling on top of each other again a moment where if you were like were able to like lean over and grab the wheel and turn the car into a hell interesting. when she uh is first there and he's on the car and he's like using his decay thing to break the windshield i was like why doesn't she just slam on the brakes he'd fly off the car he's not holding on to it and she's driving like 75 miles per hour so he'd have to have a death grip on the car to not instantly be thrown off of it due to you know physics and then she could just floor it and drive over him that i, I would have much preferred that sally died that would have been more interesting and it at also least the would woman given, would have done something yeah exactly it would have given the woman who who's who's riding along this entire time with nothing of interest happening to her yeah or, it would have been better if he had her. like broken the window and he like leaned in he was like just give me one more kiss because you know they were supposed to be lovers and then she's just like, kiss my ass, and slams on the brakes, and he falls forward, and, you know, skids. And then as he's, like, sort of getting up, you just see her, like, peeling out, and she just rolls over him. And then he's just dead, and you're just like, that would have been, that would have given her something to do. Because she's apparently a trained sniper, which is super hard to do, but she does it really well. And as near as I could tell was, she was just, like, a drug runner with that guy. But yeah, can we talk I, I, about probably... She's just, she's oh, a Romani, I think, at some point she's established. Yes, like they, a, they 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 say I kicked in her gypsy face, which I thought was a very interesting. How do you how do you how do you become both a Romani and an expert military sniper? Like, where do those things come from? I mean, you never know. You, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. I don't know. I was going to go into a share song. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the. You know me, always. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask you real quick? Do you believe in life after love? All right, I've named the only two share songs I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I, I don't think we needed this segment. If I could just turn back time and just undo it. <laughs> hey, I got I you, know. babe. I know. <laughs> I know. Sunny was on that album, but uh, I think that is actually all the share songs I know. Uh, the most crazy scene, though, in the movie to me is when they're at the quarry, and. Uh, I love the setup for the quarry too. Is they they go and get that guy where Nicholas Cage does his most cagey, where he does his you know it, it, the writer's scratching at the door and he's like head ticking and his eye keeps turning into a skull's eye. But the guy says, "Oh, he's at the quarry. He wants four guys and four guns. He's building an army. That's not an army. <laughs> That's four guys and four guns." But then when we get there, he's buying a javelin, which will not lock onto a human being it needs to it has to lock onto a physical object but he shoots a javelin at the ghost rider and it blows up and then the ghost rider shows up and you're like all right here we go this is going to be a great fight scene no he walks into the group of like eight of the 12 guys there and just spins his chain and kills them and then grabs one guy and is yelling at him and he dies and when he drops he drops uh, i assume it's supposed to be a flashbang and it blows up, and everybody seems like caught off guard. And when the like the white fizzes, Ghost Rider is spinning in the air in slow motion. He is he is levitating upside down in like it's almost as if like a video game character T posed. You know what I mean? Yes, where, like, yes. Where, and where, just where, like, stopped. 
their AI and like the programming broke, and so the character defaulted to its default state and you know defied gravity. It was just sort of floating there for a minute until it could catch up and then and, like restart. That's what it looked like. And they they don't know why, and it seems like Ghost Rider doesn't know why. But here's what's crazy: so they show him, and he's like spinning. And at first, I was I thought, okay, I guess it's the explosion is throwing him, and he's spinning. Then they zoom out, and everybody else is moving in real time, watching him do this. Yeah, as confused as so we it's are like right a now. Warner Brothers bit. He's just spinning in the air, and then all of a sudden stops, looks at one guy, and does like the horror film like wiggle walk over to him really fast, and starts screaming at him, and that's it. I, I, I don't know how you film that scene and are like, this is genius. Because flashbangs would not shoot somebody up in the air to make them spin around. And flashbangs, also to my to my knowledge, don't interfere with demonic curses. <laughs> yes, I would. I, yeah, I would assume a guy who no longer has ears is not going to have an inner ear problem when a flashbang goes off. But it was so weird and so jarring. And then it's it never happened. They just move on with the movie, and it really caught me off guard. Yeah, it's almost as if like they discovered like a weakness with Ghost Rider, like. Like, you know how they, they discover, like, Venom with, like, sound waves? Yes. Like, just d- dis- distorts his abilities. Like, it's almost like they discovered that, like, with that effect. When he's just sort of, like, floating there. He seems disabled when that happens. As if he's been, like, sort of, like, uh, his power has been, you know, reset or rebooted or something. And it's almost as if they're setting up this idea that Ghost Rider has some weakness. But then it's, like, no one no one comments on it. And never again is anything even close to that happen in the rest of the film mostly because ghost rider has like one more time of being ghost rider in the movie yes. ghost rider <laughs> yeah for a movie that is so short and he's ghost rider like three times three total times yeah he's yeah. probably only ghost rider for 15 of the hour and 17 minutes he's in it he's in an alley and he's he wastes a bunch of time staring in people's eyes and he gets shotgun grenaded uh uh and then and then later he's in the quarry and he has the, the most destructive machine potentially on planet earth possessed with hell with hell magic and he manages to kill about three guys yes. one of them that you pointed out was the foreman and then he's done and then he gets uh like then he, he decides gets, he doesn't want to be him anymore and then he decides he just wants to leave and then at the end yeah he, he decides to drive one truck into one car and then call it quits yeah and that's and that's all of ghost Rider. the child he's trying to save yeah. And then That's they introduce it. this weird thing where the spirit that possesses him is an angel, which is not in the comics. It's just a straight demon. Also, no payoff in the film. No, because he basically, uh, his flame comes out and it's blue now, and he brings the kid back to life, which seems like a pretty boss power for a guy who's was a justice angel. He brings him back to life, and then at the end they show him driving away, and he's like, I'm Johnny Blaze. I'm the ghostwriter. And the flames are blue, and I thought they were gonna explain. I thought he was gonna be like, you know, now I've tapped into the good of. No, just credits instantly. It's like a two second shot of him with blue flames. If you blink, you'd miss it, and then it's just off, and the movie's over. I didn't bother yeah. to sit through the end to see if there was an after credit scene, but yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. You would think that they're about to say something like, like now the Ghost Rider has like kind of like 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 Hulk becomes. Not just like uh, two different people, but one sort of like merged like character who has like because that's that's sort of like the only gist of the Ghost Rider is that you know while Johnny Blaze is like a, a an aggressive like you know reckless stunt driver, uh, Ghost Rider is almost like a menace, like a monster 
that 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 relentlessly hunts you know uh, villains and destroys them like you know without any mercy that's supposed to be the offset to being that powerful yeah that yeah and it's supposed to be what's made johnny blaze upset which they never yeah. really explain very well but he seems to have lots of control over being the ghost rider when he's the ghost rider and he doesn't really do anything necessarily bad he just kills like nasty like t- human trafficking villains and mostly uh, people who are trying to kill him first right he's mostly just attacking the people that are murdering him which is all characters in all action movies yes and then the only people he kills who aren't really doing anything is he kills all those people at the end but they're devil worshippers so it's not like a and not and not like you know uh you know timothy levey devil worshippers like people literally worshiping the literal evil version of satan and so not a real loss i feel like that's a good yeah. cleanup i i don't know why he seems upset that he keeps killing people who are really evil people and the course that they're suggesting at some point is that oh well now he's this angel character so now he's got some control over this ability and now it'll be sort of more of like um a justice which is what the uh, yeah. angel was supposed to be instead of vengeance yeah justice disp- dispatched by johnny blaze which is like oh interesting now there's sort of more of a of a cognizant ghostwriter now able to sort of exact uh corrected justice against those not just kill people who apparently you know downloaded a smash mouth album on kazaa once uh as the movie wow. pauses you at the just very beginning how old both of us uh, are <laughs> Um, and the movie pauses at the beginning. Uh, no, no, apparently now he'll hunt down, like, real criminals, which is like, oh, interesting. Yeah, but yeah no, he won't have to, yeah, kill people we, who... We don't get that either. We just get we just get him going, my flame's blue now. And before he can finish that sentence, the movie cuts. Like, I mean, that's what the... That's what it, it was so did. fast that I rewound it, because I wasn't sure if he was blue, or if I just didn't see it right, because I wasn't paying attention. Because <laughs> I had checked out by that point. Also, so had Nick the, Cage. The very end, after he kills Satan, he does, like, a weird, like, he crosses his arms in front of him and then just holds his arms out like he's that Jesus statue. And then that woman shows up and he's like, oh, right, that kid I was supposed to protect, I straight up just murdered him by getting his car into a horrible accident. Yeah. Let's hope he's still alive. No, he's dead. He's dead. I definitely killed him. It was, yeah, it was so bad. And Idris Ilba gets killed off in such a pointless way. And there's, the worst part about this film to me, though, is the attempt uh, at humor. The first movie had really bad attempts at humor. You're totally right. I, I, but, we, have, we haven't even touched on this because th- there's some moments like the Jerry Springer thing that we mentioned, you know, those, those yeah. things came and came and went, yeah. And they, and, but like some of them that they are, here's a joke, are not jokes, they spend like they take a meal out of him drinking water out of a pitcher and we're supposed to find that that was supposed to be like a humorous moment because yeah, the two also, people with him react like oh my god he's drinking water he's, al- he's yeah. also asked at some point like uh by the kid kind of joking around like how do you like how do you piss when you're a fire yeah fire, what happens fire to- skeleton and he 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 tries to like indicate that he he pisses fire like a flamethrower uh, and then the a kid joke, has a like joke a that's, vision. Yeah, a joke that's very stupid, and apparently they thought was so good that they called it back later. <laughs> yes, I mean, and that's what they're bringing us. But what's also crazy, and then there's the uh, terrible joke where Idris Elba wants to try this wine that's like two thousand years old, and then they drink it, and 
Nick Cage is like, mm, that tastes good on a salad. It's like, that's not a joke, man. No, it's that's, not, it's, it's that's such a terrible bit. And then when he shows up, he's like plain drunk Frenchman, which I assume was supposed to be humorous because I can't figure out what else it could be. And the guards don't react because they're, they're just like, oh, it's a drunk Frenchman. You know how they are. They just come out to the place on earth, which is quote unquote, furthest away from God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where god's at this is mathematically the furthest point from him because it felt like it was just on flat land too it was so weird so yeah, the constant failure in the jokes here from front to back there like these these bad movies often surprise me where a joke is so innocently stupid that i go oh. like it, it gets yeah. me like it catches me off guard and gets me this there's movie, usually like one bit this movie doesn't have like, I see it. Yeah. It doesn't movie. have one. And I am angry about it because that that often happens accidentally when bad directors are trying to do a serious moment. They 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 become like uh too genuine and it comes off as funny, especially when it's like an unhinged Nicolas Cage saying it. And they manage to somehow dodge that. <laughs> they manage yes. to not There's... only not intentionally be funny, but also intentionally fail to be unintentionally funny, which is it, a disaster. It is in the, it's where when a movie goes from being possibly so bad it's good to just being like, it's so bad, is it's when, yes, they, so they their attempts at being atten- intentionally funny are painful, and then they fail at even hitting just like the accident of making somebody laugh. This yeah. movie is abysmal. Uh, I'm going to ask, Ben, would you recommend people watch this movie? Uh, absolutely not. No, no. Uh, there is there is nothing redeeming to be done here. If you are hungry for like a, a wacky Nick Cage experience, I mean, go go watch uh, fucking Vampire's Kiss or Drive Angry or uh, Wicker Man uh, remake or fucking Face Off. Actually, what I saw, really incredible, Mandy. Amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that was like a, that was actually him trying, I think. Go see any of those movies to see a weird, unhinged Nicolas yeah, Cage. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what tons, you want. There's tons of better. Hell, go see Left Behind. Go see fucking Bangkok Dangerous. Any of them are even remotely entertaining for like Just a wacky Nick Cage moment. Just go watch The Rock, moment. okay? It's go the watch only... The Rock, exactly. That's how go every one the of these rock. podcasts should end, is me just saying just, go watch The Rock. Just, if, if you've got a hunger for it, just go watch... Go watch, like, a Nicolas Cage, like, one of those YouTube montages where someone, like, gets all the scenes where he freaks out. Go watch uh, Season of the Witch. It's a better movie than this, and it's yeah. a terrible movie. They're all better. Go watch Crank. Go watch Gamer. Go watch Go any watch those other... movies that are on Netflix that have him in it that appear to be the exact same film where he is a retired bank robber or drug runner or serial or, like, a hired gunman <laughs> whose daughter gets kidnapped. Go watch anything else any of these people have been in. Go watch Johnny Whitworth in Empire Records. Go watch fucking Idris Elba in, I don't know, the new Fast and the Furious movie or uh, a fucking Thor Ragnarok. You know what I mean? Like, go watch... Go watch uh, Idris Elba in Dark World. That's how bad this movie is. Go watch Syrian Hinsby Mance, Mance Raider in, like, one of the, the seasons of Game of Thrones that doesn't suck. I, I assume... Go, go watch, watch an not- actual episode of Jerry Springer. Go, yeah, go watch an actual episode of Jerry Springer. I assume go watch uh, uh, the woman who plays uh, the Romani in what I assume is, uh, I don't know, some <laughs> some B-movie with a name I can't pronounce or possibly porn. I have no clue. Yeah, go watch that kid from. who is, oh, he doesn't have a picture on his IMDb? Never mind. <laughs> you know you've not made it when your agent doesn't even give a fuck to put your photo on IMDb. It's free if, you're, if you have an agent. They, <sighs> they can do it. 
Uh, just I don't, would recommend d- if you're looking for a taste of Ghost Rider, do not watch either of the movies because they are terrible. But go back and listen to our Ghost Rider episode that we did a long time ago. It it's contains, one of my favorites. Yeah, and it contains one of my favorite bits, which is me and Ben Goff for like five minutes trying to describe what Nicolas Cage looks like when he goes on his date with <laughs> Eva Mendez. It's it's probably one of my favorite jokes we've ever done on this show. So check that out. Uh, do not watch. I would also say do not watch this movie. It is not. Even if you had a group of friends who love watching bad movies, and even though it is ridiculously short, it is not worth watching. Nope, it is not. It'll feel long. You're doing yourself it, a disservice. Not even if it was free streaming somewhere would I say no. watch it. It's just no, not no, worth watching. No, 100% no. So come back next week. We'll tell you what movie's going to be up next. Hopefully we have, uh, you know, we find something a little more fun to... Oh, wait. What episode has this been? Uh, this is episode 99, my friend. Um, oh, so that would mean unless our next my math episode is, wrong, is our 100th episode. 100 episodes of Not Another Origin Story. 100 and, movies. Technically and 200 when you episodes. Know that we can get this mad still? We can be this indignant over a film failing us? You know that this podcast has got legs. <laughs> oh, it's 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 going to take uh, it's going to take a lot to bring us down. I mean, I mean, at this point, this podcast uh, precedes uh, the Trump presidency and likely won't outlive it, as none of us will. Uh, so <laughs> we will be here, though, as the world ends, complaining about that uh, Green Lantern remake. Yeah, the world will end not with a whisper, but with uh, Pogue screaming, just film the frame in shot. Just put it in frame. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking quick casting Ryan Reynolds in comic book movies. All right, well, that's it. Come back next week for our mini episode. Until then, uh, be careful. I don't know. Don't download any films because the Ghost Rider, I guess, will hit you with a chain. <laughs>